Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So today I'm going to touch on retaining performance while dieting. And uh, <clears throat> in terms of a quick update on myself, I'm one week into a prep so far. Prep being preparing for my bodybuilding show. Uh, I'm three pounds down or around that. Obviously your weight fluctuates up and down so I can't say a definite, uh, a definite average or how low I've actually lost weight if that makes sense. Because like I said it fluctuates. Uh, and again, not a ton has changed. Not a ton should change if you execute a gaining phase productively, meaning it's not like I'm now having five meals or now paying on top, paying attention to hydration or sleep because they're already in place. So it's just a case of eating less food. That's basically it. Uh, the way I approach sessions stays the same. The way I carry out my routine stays the same with very minor changes. And uh, so yeah, this week's episode on retaining performance while dieting is quite fitting because some point not oh in the in the near future that's the position I'll be at. So right now, just going into a dieting phase, there's no reason why I can't progress. There's no reason why I can't chip away at that logbook and take reps, take uh, a wee increase in weight, and just keep that up week on week. Especially on the bigger movements, that's definitely possible. But it's not having a negative mindset. It's not having uh, a like fixed mindset. But when it comes to dieting, there will come a point where I'll stop progressing. It might be different if I was a beginner and I was, let's say, I was a decent bit overweight. Then that's a different scenario. But now I'm I'm not super fat. Like I'm I'm still in our right body composition so from now onwards it'll be <clears throat> just getting harder to progress and hold on to numbers but I'll just try my best to do so and just make sure my mindset's in a good spot going into training to allow me to hopefully do so. So yeah the reason why I'm making this episode is I think when you are in a dieting phase some there's quite a lot of misconceptions on what to do, how to carry out effectively and as a result I wanted to make a podcast basically talking you through how to maximise it because nobody wants to spend their time gaining muscle, having a productive gaining phase or bulk or maybe just having a productive time training in the gym if you don't actually bulk or that. But then when it comes to dieting you don't want to throw your progress away, you want to obviously keep the muscle you've built, keep the progress you've made on your lifts as well and chip away at losing body fat. <clears throat> And when in a dieting phase, oh, jumping into like the training aspect of when you are dieting, when you're in a dieting phase, your ability to recover lowers. So basically, when we think about what happens when we're dieting, we're eating less food, we're having less carbohydrates, uh, or just calories in general, and we're in a calorie deficit. A calorie deficit just means you're not having as much calories as you're burning, which means you're in an energy deficit. What does that lack of energy you're consuming mean? It will come from somewhere. You will feel it somewhere. And most of the time, it can be your recovery. For example, last dieting phase I was in, during my compound movements, I had to drop, oh, on legs anyway, I had to drop from like two hard sets to one per exercise. And hard sets, I mean sets to failure. Just because the next time I was going into a leg session, I had soreness in my legs still. Uh, and 
as we know that's probably not going to be ideal for your performance and it can indicate you are like not rec fully recovered which we don't want from an injury standpoint and a performance standpoint so simply making that change lowering the sets means i've got less work to overall recover from and uh, as a result i can head into the next session fresh but yeah so be mindful of that that's my first point really which is simply don't do more do the same or maybe less if you have signs saying you need to do less so yeah keep an eye out for that soreness going into a session but yeah if you don't have any reason to pull back or do less then don't there's no point in my opinion anyway and it yeah like i said it can be hard to lose like or to progress and maintain your numbers when you are losing body fat when you're dieting because stability drops during movements which means let's take a bench press for example when you lose a lot of body fat off your upper back and let's say you lose body fat off your chest you will find it harder to stabilize that weight and basically when we are more stable we are stronger which is why we can leg press more than we squat for the most part and in terms of what to do about this you can do a lot to create stability meaning when you are doing let's say we'll take a bench press as well make sure you're using leg drive to create tightness for your body make sure you are bracing taking a big breath in and holding it when you're pressing the weight make sure you're focusing on rolling the bar down so that you've got everything tucked back and you're nice and tight so you can explode out the bottom and another reason why you might let's say find it harder to progress your bench press or maintain the numbers is when we think about like when we bench press unless you don't touch your chest most folk i see do so when you touch your chest if you think about it if you lose body fat off that region where you touch your chest you could potentially be lowering the bar further so taking it for a larger range of motion as well as losing body fat and making it harder to stabilize but again we should look for ways to stabilize all sets and be able to as a result maintain that strength more effectively like maybe using a belt when you're squatting if you find it hard to create tightness in your midsection or in your torso if that makes sense and uh, maybe like uh, you could say just paying attention to your stance on movements where you like where the weight wants to twist you and yeah just making sure we're doing everything to make sure we're nice and stable and maybe like staying in the same spot not letting the weight move us or have the ability to move us and that will do a lot in terms of being able to maximize your training during that period and apart from the above like i said maybe doing less and not that you shouldn't pay attention to being nice and stable and strong when you aren't dieting but that becomes a larger priority but apart from that not much should change when you're dieting and the reason being is exercises should stay the same because you want to do the ones you're efficient at and you've practiced uh, so that you can maintain your strength as best as possible and then see basically if those exercises are dropping in terms of strength or not because if they are it indicates you're not retaining your numbers too well so you could potentially do something better and yeah so apart from that effort should stay really high load should be kept staying high meaning the weight you're lifting unless it's causing a large injury risk so yeah something to look out for but for the most part if you're doing things safely and effectively when you're gaining 
it's not going to automatically be dangerous when you're in a diet. But yeah, you shouldn't automatically go to pump training just trying to get a pump or drop the weight because, oh, I'm dieting, I'll drop the weight because that's you dropping your muscle in my opinion because weight is a reflection of how much muscle you have. So if you allow that weight to drop, you're just simply allowing your muscle to drop. So yeah, keep it up, keep it the same and don't really change anything at all when it comes to dieting. In terms of nutrition, so I'm not going to touch on how to diet so much when it comes to nutrition, but basically you want to be in a calorie deficit, which is when you're in an energy deficit, meaning you're having less calories than you're burning, like I said earlier. So like I said, you're not in the best spot to perform here when you are in that position. So make sure that you are trying to be as consistent as possible with eating around your session because that becomes much more important because if you've got let's say an excess of calories in your system daily meaning you're bulking you're not gonna yes you have to pay attention to it but you're always gonna basically have some food there to use during your sessions and you're not gonna be going without because we've got an excess of it whereas if we are in a calorie deficit we've not got enough We'll be burning through those carbohydrates, we'll be using them. And since that's our body's main source of energy, we don't want to be not having them around our session. We want to be making sure that the majority of our carbohydrates are before and after your workout. And the reason being is having carbohydrates before and after your session plays a big part in your energy levels, your ability to perform, how well you recover, uh, and has, yeah, so benefits in terms of just basically retaining your numbers and being able to recover effectively, which is why we should make sure that we prioritize that time of the day and not the, like, let's say five hours after your training and five hours before, we should try and aim to have them around the time we train. And that will make a massive impact in your performance if you're not already doing so. And overall, we just need to be a bit more accurate with our food intake throughout the day. Like we can't get away from as much or can't get away with as much because you've not got anything to fall back on like you're not bulking so right let's say you don't have a great deal of eating you've ate the past seven days you've been in a calorie surplus or you've been bulking so you're not going to have that negative effect the same and in terms of what should we do from like a protein consumption point of view we know that when we consume protein, when we consume around 25 grams, we do something called spike muscle protein synthesis. And what this basically helps with is muscle retention and helping you recover from after your session. So when we spike muscle protein synthesis and we've got enough protein in our system, that's when we basically recover and get rid of that soreness and can grow on top of that. And again, the more times we can spike that muscle protein synthesis in a day, the more likely we are to hold on to that muscle and recover it as well. So you don't have to sip on protein shakes throughout all times of the day. The reason being is with uh, trying to spike muscle protein synthesis, you need to give it time between meals to do so. For example, like I said, you can't just constantly have protein every 10 minutes or sip on it throughout the day because it needs to re like reach a baseline level before you spike it again so if not then it has like a blunting effect and then it will not stay elevated it will just decrease and stay there if that makes sense so yeah make sure if you can if you're wanting to 
have around three to five protein servings a day and ideally four to five if you can and this will mean it w- this will also help with hunger so from a hunger point of view protein is satiating and for the most part it's really hard to go like a long period of time when you're dieting without food because you, your hunger's higher so having some protein uh, throughout the day can help massively with that next up as well as that micronutrients become more important to well, not more important they're always important but they become more of a maybe a problem if you don't focus on them and the reason being is micronutrients are basically just vitamins and minerals that we find in our food that we consume on a daily basis and when we consume less food will naturally consume less micronutrients because our overall calorie intake throughout the day is lower so we're having less opportunities to get those micronutrients in and the reason why we want to have those micronutrients is just for our general health if we've got any deficiencies and we could potentially suffer from low energy levels we could suffer from a decreased ability to or just a worse immune system in terms of not being able to uh, be healthy and not fall ill from like a simple flu, bug, cold, that sort of thing. So it's important to focus on that as well. And uh, as well as that, just from your general like health and your risk of maybe getting certain illnesses, and not I don't mean like cold and flus, but like uh, not that having an apple a day is going to automatically stop you from getting cancer but just generally having that fruit and veg is going to do good for your health and prevent things like that from taking place to an extent in my opinion so yeah and uh, a good place to start is just have your five a day a multivitamin if you don't already and uh, maybe a greens powder if you're bad with your fruit and veg but for the most part if you unless you hate all fruit and veg I'd always strongly recommend having plenty of fruit and veg with your meals when you're dieting. And the reason being is they're super low in calorie. It's like, I'd, I'd recommend having like 100 to 200 grams a meal. And this is something you get practice with when you like diet and when you get, and when you do several diets. But the more you diet, the better you get at knowing what fills you up and knowing how to tackle hunger and just have a appropriate diet. So yeah, I'd always recommend making sure you've got plenty of fruit and veg in there. So, lastly, jumping on to recovery. Of course, we should have rest days like we would any other split. And the reason we want rest days in a split is because when we train, we accumulate fatigue, which is physical mental tiredness. And that basically causes us to perform poorer in the sessions after, subsequent sessions. And... If we are carrying fatigue, which is going to impact our ability to perform. And the reason it does impact our ability to perform is when you're fatigued, you can't recruit as much muscle fibers, as much motor units, in other words, if the bit of a fancy term for it. And as a result, we won't be able to stimulate and maintain all our muscle, is effectively. So that's why rest days are so important. And again... It's not like this should, this should just take place in a diet. You should have them when you're in a gaining phase as well. And re- like I said, performance should always be prioritised to an extent. Not that we should only do 
one set in the gym than leave. Like it's a balancing act, but we shouldn't just hammer ourselves with like tons of sets focusing on trying to get volume in that sort of thing. We should try and keep low to high as possible and train really hard when we are dieting. And in terms of how we can scave off fatigue or stop it from accumulating, stop it from taking place, our biggest tool is sleep. So sleep's going to have a massive impact on our performance when we're dieting. And the reason being is sleep's the time when we have like hormones being released that are going to help us with our recovery and our ability to grow muscle, like growth hormone. Uh, and overall this is where our muscles recover in deep sleep and also we store memories that sort of thing but uh, staying on the topic of like recovering it's gonna just do wonders for your performance it's shown it's shown that also prevents injury as well and can decrease the likelihood of it taking place so it's something that should always be prioritized as much as you possibly can appreciate everyone's got different commitments everyone's got different uh, just yeah, priorities in place. But if you can get sleep and get a decent amount of it, anything from seven to nine hours would do wonders. And if you can get closer to uh, nine hours, that's going to be amazing. Personally, I spend a good nine hours in bed every night asleep, and it's something that will make a massive difference. And you can't outwork sleep. It's like working hard is not gonna do any good it's like because when you think right let's say you've not slept well you know what i'll just do more sets and i'll try and outwork having poor sleep you're just gonna perform poorer lose muscle as a result of that in terms of a few pointers quickly how we can have a good sleep make sure your room's cool it's quiet you're in a dark room as well and meaning you've got no lights on because we've got something called photoreceptors not only in our eyes but on our skin, so when we're exposed to light, that can impact the quality of our sleep. And also being routined with your sleep-wake. When you're routined with what time you go to bed, what time you wake up, if you've ever been in that routine for work, you might find you wake up just before your alarm, uh, and you're just in that routine of getting up at that time, which is just going to do you so much benefit of the quality of your sleep, whereas if you just get up and go to bed sporadically throughout the week, you're not going to sleep as well for sure and as a result your recovery is going to be better so yeah it's something you really can't or you yes yeah, you really can't get away with skimping out on having enough sleep in my opinion it's it makes a massive difference so lastly i'm going to touch on intra workout so the above i recommend nailing before you consider this and the reason being is it's like Nail, nail the big things that are going to have the most impact on your performance before worrying about the minute details. And not this is not that this is super minute, but it's not as important as getting your nine hours or eight hours sleep. And it's not as important as eating before and after your session, making sure you're training hard, making sure you're having rest days. But after that, you could consider intra-workout. And intra-workout is just a fancy word to say in like what you're having during your session or what you're drinking or eating during your session and i take into work on myself and what i basically have is essential amino acids and highly branched cyclic dextrin which is a carbohydrate powder and the reason why we want those essential amino acids is like i said when we are training we're breaking down our muscles 
I, and as a result, we want to be really conscious of our nutrition around it and maximize it. And essential amino acids are what's found in protein. And when I touched on how protein spikes muscle protein synthesis, amino acids do the same. So simply having amino acids during your session will basically help keep muscle protein synthesis elevated, stop you from having as much muscle damage. And the way I like to look at it is when you have muscle damage, you are like digging yourself a hole. And from there, you need to first climb out that hole before you start building on top of that, before you start like building up and making your muscles bigger and bigger. So yeah, you basically need to repair the damage before you grow more muscle. So if we can repair that damage faster, stop herself from having that damage as much, then we can recover faster. We can build muscle in a faster rate. We can hit that muscle grip again uh, in a oh in a faster or in a shorter period. As a result, keep muscle mass high, keep frequency nice and high, and our opportunities to maintain that muscle and opportunities to grow higher. So yeah, in terms of carbohydrates, so that's, I just touched on there, the purpose of the essential amino acids, the carbohydrate powder, which is called highly branched cyclic dextrin or cyclic dextrin, which you can find if you just search on Google or whatever. This is going to basically give you a source of energy throughout your session. So as well as making sure you're having that uh, source of carbohydrates before and after training, Having that source of carbs during your training, which is already digested, is gonna mean you've got a readily source of energy available. And you might think, you why why do we need to have it if we're having carbs before our session or after our session? And the reason being is, you could oh that that is a valid point to be fair, but some people believe it makes such a difference having it in your session as well. And to be fair, why why wouldn't you want to err on the safe side with it if you've got that money you want to spend and you're already nailing everything else because it's not going to do you any harm anyway. So yeah, that's something I always take for every session. And that's basically it when it comes to trying to retain your muscle mass and your performance while you're dying. It's just basically a quick recap with your training don't do more if anything you might do want to do slightly less if you've got soreness going into your next session maintain your numbers at all cost and look to find ways to create more stability and be tighter and be able to be stronger as a result of it and yeah apart from that nothing should really change in terms of nutrition you want to basically mean you basically want to have a greater bit of attention placed on having carbohydrates around your session making sure you've got plenty of protein going in and enough feedings of it throughout the day and you want to pay more attention to your micronutrients if you aren't already but again these things I recommend doing throughout the oh, throughout the whole year basically if you're into the gym if you can stick to that consistently and the reason being is when we're dying we don't want to just switch on and be consistent when we're dying because when we're bulking is that's when we make progress so if we just save our consistency when we're dying we're just not going to make as much progress and in terms of recovery you would ideally want to have rest days like any split make sure you keep top on sleep and 
yeah, just keep on top of making sure you're being consistent with your training, your nutrition and rest, simple as that. Mm. And you can also consider intra-workout carbs and essential amino acids if you want to really maximise your performance and your ability to progress and hold on to that muscle. So yeah, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. If you did, please share it on your story. Leave me a rating and review if you can and follow the podcast. And uh, again, I touched on sleep at the end there. I've also got an episode on sleep and an episode on the circadian rhythm. So that can also be very valuable if you are trying to improve your sleep. So be sure to check it out and appreciate everyone listening as always.